Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And I usually say something like this. I'm going to tweak it a little bit to get today. And I'm going to say, I'm hoping something you hear in the next hour will open your mind and connect with your heart. But why do I say that? Well, for one, I'm going to ask you to do that in just a minute when we take a breath. But secondly, also, because today we are going to play a little bit and just play in a stream of consciousness. I was thinking about this topic for today and and our show being all things connected. And I'm thinking about what happens when conversation just stays in this connected place. So William James first introduced the term stream of consciousness, and he defined it as a person's thoughts, and conscious reactions to events perceived as a continuous flow. So this continuous flow is the operative term here. Most of the time that flow is random and sometimes nonsensical. And today I want to add a little twist to that term. How does conscious streams of consciousness sound? Or maybe streams of conscious consciousness Um, I have no idea how this is going to go, but we are going to have so much fun playing in this field and seeing what wants to come up. I have some amazing guests and I have no idea where we're going to go. So here we go. I'm going to invite you to take a few deep breaths. Bring your awareness into this moment. Open your mind. Connect with your heart. And settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guests. I have two master communicators with me today as my guest. First, Remy Smith. He's a bartender, trivia game show host, my very own producer right here at Empower Radio and host of his very own talk show, Tales from the Bar Side. I'm so excited to ask him about that. And I also have Quincy Crawl. Many of you know her as my daughter, and she's also an actress in New York City, another master of communicators. So here we are. I'm going to encourage you to look at their bios on the Empower website so I can just get into this com- this conversation because I'm really, really, really excited about it. So welcome, Remy, and welcome, Quincy. <laughs> Hi, Julie. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Quincy. <laughs> Hi, Remy. Oh, this is fun. This is going to be so fun because I am just like, um, I have to tell you, when this broke through as an idea, I just, it was like the universe broke open in a way for me to just look at things so much differently. And I really have just wanted to have fun with conversation and play with different topics and just see where it all goes. And I can't think of anybody I would trust to do this and have fun with as much as the two of you. So (laughs) honored to be included. I am honored to be included. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So um, Remy, I want to start though, because I got to hear about your new radio show and what, and I, 
we got to tell our listeners about you being a game show host because <laughs> that's just that's just too much fun. But your new radio show's launched, and it's and it's so much fun. And I just want to let our listeners know about that too. Yeah. Yes, thank awesome. you so much. Um, so a friend of mine owns his own internet radio station, and I had an idea about a year and a half ago to tie in my two professions, um, one of which is bartending. I'm a career bartender. I've been doing it for 15 years, and I love what I do. I love meeting new people every day and hearing their stories and sharing my stories with them and, and just, you know, being in the whole bar industry is a lot of fun for me. But I'm also a radio guy. I went to uh, Specs Howard School of Media Arts in Southfield, Michigan, and I didn't want to go the traditional route and become uh, a jock on, you know, local airwaves and stuff like that and play a bunch of music that corporate told me to play. So I had to find a way to, you know, kind of carve out my own little niche in the world. And, and this idea just hit me. I said, Tales from the Bar Side, that's, it's a great name. It's got, it's catchy. I know so many stories and so many bartenders and we can have a lot of fun with it. And so, so really it's just about, uh, having fun and working in the service industry and, um, obviously alcohol is involved so there's some funny stories and some wild stories and crazy stories <laughs> like that and uh, it's been going for a couple of months now and and we're really we're starting to settle into our groove and we've got our own little segments it's a it's a two-hour talk show and uh so far it's it's me and my producer rick and my bartender friend robbie and we just we tell stories we invite people to call in and share their stories with us and, and we have, we're having a lot of fun with it mm, that is so cool I'm I'm laughing because Quincy's been a server for a very long time. She's an actress in New York City. And so um, she literally almost applied for a bartending job just recently, too. And, and so, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, I, so I've done both as well, Quincy. And, and I got to say, like being behind the bar is a lot more fun. You get to get so much more personal with your guests when you're a bartender yeah. than when you're a server. And it, it does. It makes all the difference in the world. It's a great time. That was actually one thing that was frustrating for me as a server because you have, there's a time limit, you know, yeah. the people in the front of the house, they, they want you to, you know, take care of your guests, but at the same time, like, get them going. You only have two hours before you have to turn over that table. Sure, sure. And you, you like to get to know them a little bit to make it more personal when you're waiting tables. But then yeah. after a while, you're kind of standing at their table and it becomes awkward. Whereas behind the bar, they're parked. You can park in front of them and, and just take the conversation really wherever you want it to go. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a whole different ballgame. And, and I encourage it to, to anybody who's a server to try out bartending, too. It's uh, a lot of fun. Mm. That was, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, there is um, a few times. So in New York City, I'm, you know, from Nebraska and living in New York City, um, you know, pretty fast paced environment, obviously. And I'm serving in this restaurant and I'm very friendly and smiling and <laughs> very, usually a happy, bubbly kind of a spirit bouncing around. And there's a few tables that are like, do you want to sit down and eat with us? You know, getting that reaction from people is just like, is, that's awesome. Of course, I want to sit down and eat with you. However, can I? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe another time on my night off, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. I've been now. I've been to New York City a couple of times, and you know, the the very first time I was there is a great story. You know, you have this this image of New Yorkers as like hustling and bustling, and a little bit cold and gruff and stuff like that. And uh, this this guy in a business suit came up to me and my friends, and we you know we were about eighteen at the time, and. And he said, hey, you, you folks look like tourists. You out, of, you out of town? You're in town visiting? And we said, yeah. You know, he just struck up a conversation with us. He goes, well, you know, a lot of people in New York are going to tell you that, uh, you know, New Yorkers are cold.
cold and gruff and harsh and you know we don't care but that's not true at all we're we're very friendly we're very kind people he goes he goes so what are you looking for here and we said um well we're kind of looking for you know the the music store where Jimi hendrix like bought a guitar or something like that my buddy was really into guitars and he goes all right all right come on in here and he takes us into this office and he says hello to the secretary and he brings us into this into this room this conference room and he gets on the phone and he dials up the operator and he finds the place for us and he goes have a great trip in new york it was just it was so mind-blowing that this guy just wow. you know j- just out of the blue was like hey you guys look like you're from out of town let me show you what new yorkers are all about and it was like wow man new yorkers are cool what a great city so That's much awesome. fun he set out to prove that old myth wrong, yeah, right? Yeah, and it, and it worked. It was like, that was our first impression of New York City. Like, what a great guy and what an amazing town. We had a blast. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, this this is a perfect segue into a, a question that I have because it's been on my mind a lot. And, and here, and oh, by the way, I do have to mention, Quincy and I are working on a, a series called It's the Wine Talking. And so I love the name of your show, Remy, and it's just so much fun. It's like when we can be in our fullest expression. And I think that sometimes, you know, It's the Wine Talking is about us really relaxing and and taking a minute to just say what's on our mind and be really real with it. So this is what, so I'm just going to put this into the field and see where we want to go with this because we've been talking about the difference between this self-expression, our authentic self, being who we really are, and then this persona that we have and how we really do, like in our minds, we think they're totally separate. But I've been even questioning that lately, like why do we even creating it as, well, this is your personality, this is your separate self, this is your, but it's not your higher self. And so Quincy's been working on uh, on a show with this and kind of struggling with these same issues. And I just want to drop that into the field. Let's talk about self-expression because aren't we really, really, really being real now or are we performing now and not being our authentic self? How does that work? What do you guys think? It's such an interesting topic and and it's so prevalent in today's society with social media and the way, you know, people put themselves on social media in a certain light. And then, you know, I think we all know that it's it's not necessarily the 100 percent truth. You know, you're showing the best of you or or in some people's cases, the worst, you know, there's the people on Facebook and and other social media sites that are always complaining and always talking about the problems. It's like, ah, your life is just awful. Or or the people who are like, it's all sunshine and roses and I'm on vacation all the time and look at all the great food I eat and look how funny (laughs) I am. And, you know, look at this perfect picture of me. And so that's, that's such an important topic in today's, you know, who, who are you? Who is your, your real authentic self? And, how much of that do we share with people in, in different ways? You know, everybody has so many different facets to them and, and sometimes we're at our best and sometimes we're at our worst, but no matter what you, what you're putting out, um, on a daily basis, it's still you, you know? So, wow, mm. that's a, that's kind of a mind blowing topic that you just yeah. brought up. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think it's, it's very, um, it's always evolving. So the question of who am I, it's always evolving. And our mind, you know, I've had experiences recently. So, you know, I don't know if it's New York City and just all of my life circumstances coming together at this one moment of my life. I just turned 30 and I'm questioning like no other, like who am I? (laughs) What am I doing with my life? And 
I've had these experiences where I'm in a group of people and, you know, within this resonant field of this community. And I may, you know, before that call, be in a crisis or, you know, be having this very same questioning of like, what am I doing with myself? Who am I? What's important to me? And I, I share this resonance with these people and it's all that fades away. And it's almost, I just said this to you, mom, that it's like, I discover me through the community. And there is no question in my mind of who am I, but it's an experience of just being present among this community, among, you know, where where we're tapping into our hearts rather than trying to figure out our minds. And what I mean by ever evolving is that I may be I may be, and maybe this is, this is a really good question. Cause I was just going to say, I may be a full, like I am totally devoted. I am a 100% actor in one moment where this is absolutely, I'm so passionate about it. I'm pursuing it. I'm writing, I'm creating. And then another moment's like, mm, I don't want to be an actor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like, mm, I want to start a, my own business right now. And so, you know, it's like, but is that really me or is that my definition of me? Yeah, it's, you know, to try and define yourself by your profession is a slippery slope because, you know, you, you might not be an actor forever. It might not be a bartender forever. You might not be a waitress forever. It's what you're doing in the moment to, to earn your your money and to, to pay for, you know, all of the costs of life, but does it really define who you are? And so what I like to do again is, is intertwine who I am with what I do. And so that's why I love bartending so much is that I get to be myself in front of people mm. all the time. I get to meet new people and tell them about my life and share little stories and anecdotes and, and be real with them, have real conversations with them. Some, you know, sometimes the conversations are, are hilarious and funny and bar talk and things like that. And other times it's very deep and I've gotten into spiritual discussions with people at the bar. I've had, you know, people treat me like a psychiatrist basically and come in and just tell me some of the most awful heartbreaking news. Um, because they just need to share it with somebody. And um, I'm very grateful for being able to, to be that ear in so many different facets. It's, uh, it's amazing. Oh, Remy, you said something really important. Because as we're sitting here having this conversation, we're really talking about the, the truth of who we are, right? Awakening to the truth of who we are. And you said, I get to be real. And, and as you're saying, I get to be real. It's like, what's the not real part? Because yeah. you also talked about our roles that we play as we earn money. And so we are so much more than this role or identity of how we make a living. And it brings up, why are we even making a living? We become agents of production and consumption right. versus something more, this vast, limitless potential of who we are as we're awakening to that truth. To be real is, is Quincy's bubbly self that gets to wait on tables and sometimes her not so bubbly self or whatever. It's like, I, I love this idea of really are we ever really not real <laughs> right no, exactly like when even when you're at your worst and you say something ugly or you know you're just you're having a bad day that's still the real you it's it's you know it's a facet of you that's coming out um 
you know, when you're at your best, when you're at your worst, somewhere in between, it's, it's all really you. But I think with the way we communicate as human beings, um, we're so into labels. And so, you know, when you ask somebody what they do, well, I'm a doctor. So that immediately conjures up all kinds of mental images and preconceived notions about what a doctor is. Now it has absolutely nothing to do with what they are as a, as a person, they could be a good doctor, a bad doctor. They could, you know, they could be a family man or not have family or, or woman for that matter. You know, I don't want to make it seem like all doctors are men, but there's so many different aspects of our life that the label of what you do for a living is just one tiny little part of it. Mm. Yeah. You know, the whole self. So I recently had this conversation where I was walking down the streets of New York city. I just met this new, I like, this is, I love random events where I meet this comedian who happens to live next door to me. And we've had the most awesome conversations. And I've been really grappling with this topic of authenticity and what does that mean? And I was explaining to him, I was like, but you know, those days you just don't really feel like yourself. And what does that mean? You don't feel like yourself. And for me, it was not feeling because I generally have a, you know, I'm like generally pretty joyful, you know, not a lot can bring me down. So I was associating that with that is myself when I'm, you know, a, when I'm joyful, that is me. And when I'm not joyful, you know, something's wrong with me. And so we had a really great conversation of like, no, like that, you know, if I'm sad, that is me too. It doesn't, we are all parts of that. And so I've been really integrating and accepting like, oh, sad me is sad me. And it's all part of me. And that it actually, I'm so grateful now, you know, even in this past few months of, um, working on a world of love, um, our new project together with my mom that we're working on this project and there has been really like frustrating moments and, and, you know, depression, not depression, but just anxiety and fear and just really ugly feelings that I don't like to feel, but that I've had to fully accept and feel it. And then it like, when that happens, I feel like I'm catapulted forward into progress into, it's like, I'm catapulted into, um, growth. I mean, really I'm, I'm growing and I'm evolving and that, that informed my decisions and it informed my life in a, in a, in a different way that it was like all really beautiful. It brought me to a whole other spot that was, that I just fully honor now. And to even have that capacity now to accept what I don't like, it's, I'm so <laughs> it's an, it's a brilliant like awakening and revelation in your life when you realize that, you know, life really isn't all about roses and daffodils and rainbows. You know, there's good with the bad. But if you if you take the bad and learn from it, that's when you grow. And that's when you and, and when you get that these things are important, you know, that that heartbreak and sadness and frustration and and it, it's 
it teaches you how to deal with these things and to cope with them and to say, this is still me. I'm still authentic. I'm still going to survive. I'm still going to carry on and things are going to be, you know, better and worse. And, you know, it's just part of life. It's not, it's not all yeah. perfect. That's a good point, Remy, because when Quincy started off, I'm going to just going to remind you what you said in a second, but the frustration is a, a lot of times happens when you are really allowing yourself to let go of that role that I'm an actress in New York City and know that you're a creator and you're a communicator and you're a bubbly gifted healer and you know there's so much more to you but when you define your your role in your life of how it worked so so you could live and pay rent and, and, you know, and function when you're letting go of one and the other's not quite there yet. It's scarier than you know what. Oh, yeah. So here's what you said, Quincy, and I want to throw this out. What does this really mean? You said, when I don't feel like myself. So I'm just going to throw that back out to all of us again. What does it really mean when we don't feel like myself yeah it's because it was, go ahead yeah go ahead Remy it, no it was it was a perfect analogy it's like you know um I'm usually Quincy said I'm usually happy and joyful and and bubbly and so when I'm not like that is when I don't feel like myself but but yeah it's a brilliant revelation to to say that like well no this is still myself too this is just not the the best me that I love being you know uh, yeah. when I'm happy and, and joyful I, you know I have a little experience with acting myself I was in high school plays and things and so I know a little bit where you're coming from with acting I never tried it as a profession but I but I loved being on stage and I loved playing different characters but again as an actor it's got to be tough because you're you're playing other people you're you're trying on different roles you're pretending to be other other people other you know other selves and so i imagine that it, sometimes it, you get lost in in like a role where you know it's like oh am i you know i'm make i'm doing this role based on my perception of the role so there's a little bit mm -hmm. of me in every role that you play but you're still to be a good actor um you need to really convince everybody that that's not you that you're you're you are that character yeah mm -hmm. well oh do you have another question mom no i was just gonna say oh my gosh this is such a good conversation because we've been <laughs> having this one with quincy because like really that playing those roles and what she, and what she's learned go ahead quincy i think it's i think I, i'd love to hear what you had to say so yes 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 remy and what was kind of alluded to earlier in the conversation was that we all play these different kinds of roles. So when we walk into, so I'll use a really great example. <laughs> My grandma still thinks I'm, you know, like cute little Quincy that she wants to squeeze my cheeks. And so it's like, you know, her perception of me almost infuses how I act around her because, you know, so it's just like, oh, you know, that it almost brings me to my childhood. So I'm my childhood self around my grandma. And then I go and I go into a business interview and I might be super um, formal. I might be professional. I put on my professional hat and then I go into serving and, you know, I'm myself or, you know, on the days when I'm feeling you know, not myself and when I'm not feeling happy and it's like, well, I got to put on a smile. So I put on a smile for you. And that it, this is, it's not even just 
actors that have to try on these different roles and and perceive themselves in different ways right it's it's um, everyone everyone no matter what you do and then stuff you know you there's you act a little bit different around your friends than you do your parents you act a little different mm-hmm. around you know your like you said your grandma than you would your your best friend you know we we put on different hats and different faces and different personas and they're all us but there's there's little differences and nuances to them that's really interesting to to kind of dig into and try and understand yeah one of the things that i do that i think this is interesting as i'm listening to you because i'm like listening to you guys going well of course all of that is who we really are right that's our that's our authentic self the truth of who we are but there are those relationships and circumstances where i may not be fully who i am out of safety you know like pulling back and and being guarded and not feeling like I'm fully expressed. And I'm miserable. (laughs) I'm miserable at those times. And in those relationships, if I'm not being fully expressed in who I am, I'm miserable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense because it's it's tough when you when you feel like you can't be. 100% 100% real with somebody. Do you know what I mean? They, that That's a that's a, a good catchphrase these days. Like, you're not being real with me. You know, you're not being yeah. honest. You're not being true to me. Or, or, you know, our conversation feels a little bit different. And you get those, like, vibes from people to where, you know, you feel like they're, they're putting on airs for you or they're putting on a show for you. And it's not exactly, you know, this doesn't seem authentic from you kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you can definitely feel when other people aren't being real and authentic, right? You know, you just feel something's off. You know, I learned a new word last night. So I am going to share this new word after we take a break because um, it's going to launch us into a whole nother um, expansion of this very same conversation. And this new word is really interesting to me. And I don't know why I've never heard it till last night. So I'm going to share that. But first, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back so much more with this stream of consciousness with Remy Smith and Quincy Kroll. to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation Channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm. They look good. And if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flap. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. 
that spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds. Over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. But there is someone who can change that. And that someone is you. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. So make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. All, all, all in together now. We can make it better now. Come on, can we do it? We know that we can. We rope it up. Cause we know how to jump. We roll it out. Roll it out. we know how to skate. We cut it down. We cut it down. Just moving a little and eating better every day can help make you and your kids healthier. Search We Can online to find doable tips and activities that you can use every day. That's We Can, a message from the Ad Council, HHS, and NIH's We Can program. Empower Radio. Empowering you 24-7. Online at EmpowerRadio.com. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe even listen to it again and again and again. We're having fun. I hope you are too. You can do that by visiting my website, thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links and also a listing of upcoming guests. Also, you can find that on empowerradio.com and stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie. I have a little... um, question for you listeners are you an artist and do you consider yourself a conscious artist i would love to invite you into a conversation and explore ways that we can be a bigger part of social change on our planet give me a call send me a message tell me you're listening to this and i'll get you plugged in to a new project can't wait to tell you more about it on upcoming shows so here today i have remy smith and quincy crawl and we are in this stream of consciousness talking about our authentic self our authentic being and you guys are awesome like i'm having so much fun (laughs) likewise (laughs) this is so much fun so i heard a brand new word last night and i love it and um i can't believe i've never heard it before and i don't know if you guys have but i'm going to share it with you intellikey IntelliKey. And I was like, how do you spell that? Somebody was just talking and saying the, the meaning of this. And she was defining it as the, the IntelliKey of an acorn is an oak tree. And the IntelliKey of a baby is an adult. And so the IntelliKey is the actualization. So when I looked it up, It is not the potential because I'm talking about our higher potential all the time and potentiality. And I love the definition. Entelechy spelled E-N-T-E-L 
E-C-H-Y. And it means realization or actuality as opposed to a potentiality. It's like it's already done. And I'm thinking about that in this conversation. It just popped in my mind as I was listening to you guys. And when we're talking about are we ever not who we really are? And sometimes we're not fully expressing in certain situations and it feels uncomfortable. And sometimes we sense others aren't fully being themselves in our presence. Maybe they're not being real. It feels uncomfortable. But what do you think about this word in telekey and how that really defines that this realization or actuality of who we really are as, as opposed to a potential of who we could be. Wow. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, I've never heard that word before. And, and so I'm just trying to soak it all in and, and it's, yeah, the, you know, the, the acorn and, and the, the oak tree and the baby and the adult. And, and it's amazing how life on, on earth as we know it, um, grows and expands like that, you know, as animals have babies yeah. and trees, you know, drop their nuts and create more little trees and things like that. And so the cycle of life continues, but to twist it into our conversation and what we're talking about and your, your actual self and things like that. Isn't that interesting. <laughs> I'm tongue tied. Like, we really are because, you know, so here's, I'll, I'll, I'm going to expand on this because you know, as a, as a psychologist, a psychotherapist, and a, a, a consciousness coach, spiritual director, so often I've been trained and I've been a part of this message of saying, you have a higher potential. We have this higher self. And then really breaking through this illusion of separation that we talk about on this show a lot, all things connected, it's like... We are breaking through this smaller self, this sense of seeing ourselves as separate from everything, and yet even that conversation creates this separation from this higher self that's out there somewhere, that you have to be something that you're not right now to grow and expand into your higher potential. Quincy and I have gone round and round about this languaging mm -hmm. because we don't want people to think you're broken. You're not who you're supposed to be. You're more than what you're supposed to be. You're, um, you're not whole in this moment. And this word, IntelliKey, says, you know what, guys? Um, we're already who we're becoming. It's like we're being and becoming more of who we be in this moment. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> it's big. It is big. Um, well, you know, even us trying to grasp this question of who am I puts us as a separate self. So I was thinking earlier as I'm going back and forth, I'm like, you know what? And the, the world doesn't revolve around me. Life is not about me anyway. It's about I don't know what it's about. But <laughs> it's not only about me. If only we had the answer. <laughs> well, yeah, and humans are we're such seeking spirits that we have to, you know, which is wonderful because I think that gives us this kind of drive and curiosity that we discover so many amazing things in our lifetime. And if we could discover and just be content with that, and, you know, it's even like some discoveries end up proving 
false. You know, they're proved false. Well, what if a discovery is just a discovery and to live in that and then you discover it another time? You know, I had such a complex, (laughs) 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 you know, even the, how I was raised, how I was raised was a certain way. And then I go out in the world. It's like, well, I don't believe in that anymore. I don't believe that way. But does that make me not who I am? Because I was, you know, I was raised a certain way. It's just like, yeah. And and there's such a spectrum with the way, you you know, you go out into the world, like you say, and you were raised a certain way and -and so-and-so was raised a different way. And some people are are raised with love. Some people are, are raised with, with hate. Some people are raised with, with intolerance and um, bigotry and, and all kinds of, you know, things that we associate with, with bad feelings. I think the, the beautiful thing about human beings is that we're all capable of change at any time. You can make a choice to, um, to, to take the positive things that you know of life and, and weigh them against the negatives and overcome, uh, badness and ill feelings and anger and hurts and, and pain and things and find what we're all here for, which to me is love. Mm. I love that you bring in choice there. And yeah. I, I'm pausing with Quincy. We both did that. Mm, love. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so I want to tie both of those things together because I think this is really beautiful how, you know, we're addressing this seeking, you know, Quincy was saying we're seeking spirits. We're seeking with this drive to look outside of ourselves and discover something that's outside and, and then just bringing in this choice and just really resting in what if it's all perfect right here, right now, and there's no more need for the seeking and the drive. And, and then the choice being, so Remy, this is brilliant that we have this choice and in any given moment we can change. We can even choose and and really put on those roles that we're talking about to express ourselves in a totally different way that we wouldn't even imagine. One of the things that happens to me, I'm going to say this, Quincy, it'll be interesting to see what she has to say, but my family knows me as such a serious, calm person and kind of like that Zen, calm person and Quincy just said the other day you have two speeds mom you're either like really happy and excited and da 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 this manicky place of fun and or you're really calm <laughs> but when I try to put on funny or the comedian one I try I try to choose that role I try to be a comedian a lot of times it doesn't work and they don't they don't get me they don't see me in that way and so even like choosing like I just want to be playful in this moment and sometimes people around me look at me like I'm crazy but at least I'm having fun in the choice of it um, but sometimes we literally can choose to be something we're totally polar opposite of how the world might see us we're just expressing ourselves in a different way that's exactly correct yeah. and 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 brilliant and and part of the fun of being a human is to to realize that and change and grow you know i I speak way differently now than I did when I was a teenager than when I was in my twenties or even my thirties we we grow and we change and we adapt from year to year and and decade to decade and you know to think about that is is even kind of wild but you're always capable of learning new things of, of adapting to your surroundings and, and, you know, and searching for that, that best authentic self, you know, not, not so much your authentic self. Cause like we were talking about earlier, it's all of it is you, but to try and always, or to try and most of the time be your best authentic self. 
Uh, I'm just thinking of this adorable note that came in the mail today. So I'm going to just drop this into our conversation because right when you were saying that, um, I saw this adorable love letter that came for Quincy in the mail Mm -hmm. from a little girl who was sending a thank you. And it was the most adorable expression. How old is she, Quincy? She's just turned three. Oh. A couple months ago. <laughs> I heard precious. that sigh, Remy. That's yeah. precious. It, yeah. it was such a precious moment that Quincy got it. She shared it with me, for one. I was really honored. But this three-year-old was in her fullest expression, being the three-year-old and sending a thank you note, which was literally just these colored lines on a paper that were so precious. Hmm. You want to know you said? Go ahead, Quincy, because I'm thinking uh, about was she ever not fully herself in that moment? I just I she's probably waiting to to hear that you got it and received it and 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 hear back. So go ahead. Yeah, well, kids don't even think about who am I? <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. it's play, it's love. It's yeah, it's friendship. Um so I text her mom with a picture as like, oh my gosh, this is so um she sent this cute, it was a um little envelope, the white envelopes. And then in the return address, she wrote her name, Iris. And that was it, just Iris. And I open it up and then it's, it's, there's wrapping paper. You folded perfectly. I'm sure her mom did that part, but she taped it. And then there's a note on top of that that said, thank you, Quincy. And then I open it up and inside is this rectangular piece of white paper that she drew colorful lines on. And so I text her mom. I was like, tell Iris, this is the perfect bookmark. I love it. I needed this. This was um, amazing to receive. And she texts me back. She's like, oh, you knew what it was. That's so wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, of course I knew what it was. You know, it's like, it was interesting. But I mean, well, mom looked at it. She's like, oh, that's it. (laughs) Like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is the perfect bookmark. This is so sweet. (laughs) Oh, that's so adorable. You know, there's a reason that love feels so good. You know, there's a reason why the opposite of that feels so bad when you're, when you're angry and frustrated and, and you get tense and your body doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel happy. But when you express love in, in any kind of way, it makes you feel good. Mm. Okay. Oh, so here, so I'm going to drop this in cause this is so cool. Yes. Expressing love. So is being the expression of love our authentic self. And when we're not being the expression of love, is that why we don't feel like ourselves? I don't feel like myself today Mm. because I'm not being in this infinite, beautiful expression of love. That that's what I believe. You know, that's why you don't feel like yourself when you're angry. That's why you don't feel like yourself when you're fighting with somebody or, you know, you don't, you don't want those bad feelings because, because the true authentic self is pure love. Wow. You know, and it's so transformative, too. I was just thinking of when you said that, 
on Sunday, I was in a, you know, a somber mood. I was really looking within and journaling and just not feeling good. And, and I was on Facebook and feeling even worse about myself, comparing myself to, <laughs> it'll do that you to know, you. <laughs> it's like, and I was choosing to see myself as less than, you know, at looking at Facebook yeah. and the very next day I was feeling much better. Um, and I went to the same page that was making me feel bad. And I looked at it in a totally different way. And the funny thing is, I don't know what happened between Sunday and Monday, but something shifted and I didn't even really, this wasn't a conscious thought, but I became a cheerleader for that person that was actually making me feel bad because I was comparing myself to that person. And all of a sudden it was like, wow, look what you're doing. This is so awesome. I am so happy for you. It is just like, I just became this congratulator and this lover of this person. It's like, and then I know what you did. What did I do? You were on a call where you were just relaxing into resonance and feeling yourself as that love. Yeah. It was actually before that though. Was it? Yeah, it was before that call, but absolutely, yeah, that call. Okay, well, finish your story then. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's okay. I I mean, I really don't know the conscious shift, but I remember the feeling of, of, wow, this feels really good because I was okay with me and where I was at. And I think it was a discovery late at night. I was journaling again, and I had a discovery, and so it's just a recognition of that um, and working through it and then just acknowledging that I am totally okay where I am, who I am. (laughs) It's like, I I don't know. While we're all connected, we're all a little bit different as well. And, and I'll share a story from grade school that helped me. And I, and I go back to this often, um, whenever I'm feeling inadequate or comparing myself to others. And there was a, a classmate of mine who was just a whiz at simple math. Like he had a computer like mind. He could do simple math problems so fast. And I was, I was upset because I couldn't. And I had a conference with the teacher and my mom about it and brought it up that, you know, I was a little jealous and, and couldn't understand why I was having problems grasping these, these math things. Whereas to him, he didn't even think about it. It just came out like computer fast. And they said, you know, well, that's, that's one of his, his talents and we should celebrate him for that. He's, he's really good at that, but there's different things that you're really good at. And instead of focusing on comparing yourself and how you don't measure up to their talents, focus on the things that you are talented on and celebrate those yourself. Mm. And did that help? It did. And, and it still helps me to this day. I, I reflect on it often, you know, whenever I'm feeling that kind of inadequate comparing myself to others, I just remember back in sixth grade when, you know, you learned that lesson a long time ago, let's revisit it. And, and remember, it's like, it was, you know, it was scary. I, I was, I remember crying, you know, in front of the teacher just cause I was frustrated and upset with myself and didn't see myself as good enough. And, and how the way they consoled me was to say that no, you've got plenty of talents, you know, it's just, that's, that's not your strongest suit where it is his strongest suit, you know, and it's okay. We're, we can all be a little bit different and still, you know, and still function and get along. And, and that's, what's beautiful about humanity is we all have our little talents and things that we add to the, to the big pot of human existence. I love that. You know, I've been saying this this last week, so I'm gonna. It, it follows that thread so much 
that Remy, I've said this, I don't know how many times <laughs> that we've as spiritual teachers and psychotherapists and, and healer people and, you know, helping professions. So often we say things like that to people, but then there we've gotten this instead of talking about you have your gifts too. And it's beautiful. We've created this little twist on it. Like there's no one else exactly like you in the universe and then which is beautiful and it's true and then we add that so you have to figure that out and and really act on that you know it's like it's your job to, and so here Quincy's in this existential crisis going who am I where do I belong where's my meaning what is, where's my purpose because a lot of times we put that pressure that you're so unique you're the only one in the world that has this gift and I've been saying to, to people I've been questioning this and, and even to Quincy just recently and I've said you know what what if we say something like you're you have your gifts so Remy you have your gifts mm-hmm. and you're amazing and your friend he's an amazing mathematician and there will be others on the planet that are like you that you get to work with doing this expression of you in a lot of different ways and you don't have to go figure it out right now you just get to keep being the expression of this, right? We're realizing it and actualizing it as we go with that word entelechy. Yeah. It's not like you have to get from here to there to be successful. When you get to that potential that you that you haven't potentiated yet, you haven't realized your potential, but that you're in it. You're 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 in it and you get to be more of it and more of it all the time. And there'll be days that you're not going to use your greatest gift. And there's days that you're totally full in it. I'll tell you what Quincy was yesterday in this really good place. We were having a great day and there was so much going on and we were having a conversation and all of a sudden a, um, an audition opportunity came up for a, a film and she was like in it. It was like done with every other question. And here is her, her greatest joy, right? Acting and boom, she was all into it. And it was like, it shifted everything. And it was just another expression, another part of this entelechy of being her fullest self in that moment. I love to say live in the dream all the time. You know, how you doing? Live in the dream, you know, because because life is what you make of it. And once you realize that, you know, it, it does alleviate some of that pressure. It's if you're continuing to pursue and grow, you know, it's, it's not about the the end result. If you realize that it's, it's about the journey, it's about the process. It's about enjoying every single tiny drop and morsel of trying to get to your, you know, to, to, to whatever goal it is you have, whether it's career or love or, or whatever, if you, if you live in each moment and soak it all in good, bad, and ugly, um, it makes, it makes living a dream possible. Mm. Yeah. It all goes back to your choice thing too. I really, really resonate with that because I think this is actually, this is going to go back to my Facebook thing is at the time I'm looking on Facebook, I was feeling left out of community. Mm -hmm. But then I, I looked at myself, I'm like, well, how am I contributing to that community? You know, I'm becoming the victim of myself that I'm victimizing myself that, oh, I'm left out of this community. And then it was like, just all I needed was to express into that community. I didn't need, and then after I expressed into the community, I didn't need anything out of it. I just needed that, like, 
it was a choice. It was like, I could choose to be a part of that community anytime that I want. I can choose to have this sad story about myself, or I can choose to know that I am where I am. And there's opportunities to different ways of being. That's exactly right. It's, you know, it's so much about choice. You can, you can choose to, to find, a, you know, to find joy, even in your darkest moments, you can choose to, you know, when somebody says, Hey, you know, snap out of it kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, it's because you're choosing to, to, wallow in in hurt or pain or self-pity or or anything like that and you know that, that's part of human emotion is is having those bad feelings and and learning how to cope with them in a in a healthy way and not just well okay i'm going to shut it off like a switch but uh to make choice okay how do i get myself out of this how do i crawl out of this hole of despair that i might be in mm. and it's by choices you know it it might not be like a light switch where it happens immediately but you can make choice after choice to slowly climb your way out yeah. You know what? I have a couple examples of that, too, that it, it's like a therapeutic dose of something amazing when you see something like I, I had a friend creating a new program and shared it with everybody. And, um, you know, another friend released a book and I share it with everybody. I'm in their joy. I'm in their excitement. And it feels so good to be a part of that. Absolutely. Oh, to celebrate your friends and your and your loved ones accomplishments and and help prop them up. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, and there's a reason why it feels better than tearing someone down. You know, uh, a lot of a lot of our comedy is kind of slapstick and, and poking fun at people and stuff like that. But it doesn't feel yeah. as good as when you're when you're propping somebody up and giving them encouragement and, and helping them. I've got a buddy who recently started working out and he's like, like, you know what? I don't, I don't care if you don't like it or not. I'm going to be that guy that posts selfies from the gym and checks in at the gym and stuff like that. And he goes, and he goes, you know why? Because, because I'm looking for encouragement. I'm looking for my friends to tell me at a boy, keep it up, keep going, even though it hurts. I, 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 I crave that. And he was very open and honest with it. And I was, I was really proud of him. You know, it was good. He's like, I used to be that guy that would make fun of people for posting selfies in the gym. And for that, I apologize. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to own it. I'm going to say, I'm sorry right now. But you know, if you're just here to take me down, and be negative i'm gonna cut you loose because i don't need that right now i need my friends to back me up and i was like good for you you know good for you own that that's great you know what this just makes me want to wrap this whole conversation up in love because what a delight this has been and i just want to say this um, as i'm listening to you both um, talk about these encounters on facebook and and where our minds can go i'm going back to that that idea that we are just love being love. And if we're love being loved and we're sourced in love, then we're going to feel better when we're loving, right? And so you're giving him some love on Facebook. You're giving your other friend, her, some love on Facebook, Quincy. You're, you know, we're, we're talking about being sourced in love. And if we really are sourced in love, what is there then to just love more? So, in a minute or less, I, or I'm going to say 20 seconds for each of you, you how do you want to wrap up this conversation? Because we just have a minute left in the show. Let's wrap this up. I'm talking about being sourced in love. I think this is good medicine. That's what I'm taking away. Go ahead, Quincy. You first. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, you got my heart beaten. Like, let's go love some more. <laughs> um, Honestly, right. like the, the coolest thing that you could put on my tombstone when it's all said and done in my life is over is he lived his life in love. 
You know, that would be, that would be perfect. If, if that's what I'm remembered by, then, uh, I, I had a successful journey. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Many ways of loving. Love it. Oh yeah. You guys, you guys, this was so awesome. I had so much fun. I want to do this again. Me too. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> this it. was great fun. Let's yeah, do it. You. Let's plan on it. This was really much, so much, so much, so much fun. And um, listeners, thanks for tuning in. I hope you had just as much fun as we did. I'm here with Remy Smith and Quincy Kroll, and we are going to do it again. Watch for that on, on my Facebook feed, on the website, thedrjulieshow.com and Empower Radio. We are going to do this again, I promise. So you've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Again, thank you for tuning in. And remember, together, we're creating connections of love for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. Bye.